As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome back to a blowout edition of the Warriors All-82 podcast. Uh, although, you know, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm not got, got unblowouty at the very end. Well, not even at the very end. About halfway through the fourth quarter. 29 so. to start the fourth. It was like a 9-0 run like that that got us to 20. All second unit. Um, you know, Warriors lost, by the way, I should mention. Uh, but, you know, the fourth quarter was interesting. I didn't think the fourth quarter was necessarily the, the story of the night. Um, Except for Marcus. Except, well. What did you write? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm performing like the Warriors did the first three quarters. So we'll see. He knew he wrote a good one in Game Three, and he's like, oh, you know what? I can come back and finish this off in Game Five. That's what Marcus did. He kind of relaxed, thought he had it under control. Game Five. Holler at me for Game Five. <laughs> I'm ready. So. Warriors gave up 23s. And, you know, this story, this series obviously has in a lot of ways been just like, how is Dallas shooting? Um, now, because they made 20 in this one, they won it. It's going back to game five. They also made 21 in game two. And there's the one they should have stolen in San Francisco. They didn't um, for several reasons in that game. But I, they may, you know, among the, the, the Warriors had some breakdowns. The first three of the game is like a transition situation where Wiggins and Clay pick up the same guy, swing to the corner, Finney Smith, wide open three. Um, but within it, you know, especially times in this series when, when they put guys on the floor that, that uh, you know, Jordan Poole's on the floor, Kaminga's on the floor, they like to switch to this 3-2 zone, right? It, it, it just disallows, you know, one-on-one play against some of their weaker defenders. Um, but Dallas had a very interesting tweak against that zone today. That's what I wrote about. They overloaded zone it. busters. Yeah, yeah. zone busters. They, yeah, they put a guy in front of Steph or pull and then ran someone behind him to make it tough. Like they had to make a decision. So, so yeah, they overloaded one side of the floor. They would go like let's say it was to the right. They would go guy in the right corner, guy on the right wing, screener for Doncic up top that that angled Doncic right, and that kept getting. The low man on that side of the floor had to decide, do I want to go to the wing, do I, do I want to go to the corner? They kept leaving the wing guy open. That got them you know, a few threes in the first half. And to me, that's where they mentioned the breakdowns when we talked about it postgame. And we can get to, to, to the adjustment, but what did you guys think of just the first three quarters in general? I, I do think 
this has been waiting to burn them all series. It's, all postseason. Yeah. All postseason. They just they don't stay home on corner shooters. They they overreact to drives. There was a play. Draymond gets a foul. Looney's there. He's guarding. He's he's on the man. Draymond doesn't need to reach in. He reaches and he fouls him. Uh, and but they do that a lot. It's a swing, swing, and it's an open three. They just give up too many open threes, and they've been a bit lucky that the Mavericks haven't made as many. Tonight was uh, they made them tonight throughout the game. They made them for two quarters in game two. And that's pretty much it. But th- they've been kind of living on the edge with that, giving them open threes. And tonight it burned them. But I also think a big deal is the Warriors did they didn't make threes either. Some of that could have been kind of alleviated or even at least add some pressure to Dallas if it's a close well, what, game. What happened in the fourth quarter? Warriors made threes yeah, and absolutely. Dallas did not make threes. Yeah. That's how that happened. Uh, but, you know, again, it's, it, it's when they're down 29, so it, it may not have that much significance. But that is clearly the game totally changes when the Warriors start making threes. Like, they feel confident. They're, they're moving around. Their, it's their young players. But um, – I think there's some residual of that, you know. You know, they felt like it's like in baseball when you make the other team bring in their closer. Like they made Dallas bring Luca back. Of course, then Kerr put Curry, Clay, and, and Wiggins back in there. So that's why he shouldn't have. Yeah, just that's let him rest. Let him rest. Uh, he didn't put Draymond back in though. And, you know, by the way, I think once Draymond turns the engines off, <laughs> you don't turn the Draymond engines back on, which I get. Um, yeah, you know what else in the fourth quarter? And again, this will, I will wrap up the strategic part of this segment. But um, at halftime, they discussed what Dallas had done against the 3-2. I talked to Steve a little bit you know, after his press conference. And they, the answer to that was the low man on the opposite side is supposed to sprint over to the overloaded side and take the corner man so that the low man on the overloaded side can go up to the wing. Clear call, yeah. And so they first go to the zone early in the third because remember they they drop down twenty two right away after that weird rain delay on a weird night in general <laughs> in Dallas. Um, they go down twenty two and they immediately put pool in for Looney. It was like a, let's just go down with the offense type move with like nine minutes left in the third quarter and they go to the zone because they like to do that when pool is out there. And same play happens. Draymond wants to go up to the wing. Clay's the low man on the opposite side, and Clay forgets. And then Draymond yells at Clay, "Come on, you got to get over." And then if you go look at the fourth quarter when they're coming back, the second unit was doing it perfectly. It was Bealitz and Kaminga were the two <laughs> low men. Perfect, there it is. Go with those guys. And you know, again, I put all this in the article, and the, the two clips turn into two Dallas turnovers. They do it perfectly. Where the first time Bealitz is on the opposite side, Kaminga sprints up to the wing and Bielitsa flies over and then the other time it's the, it's the opposite way and Kaminga's flying to the corner and again like I said two turnovers so at least to me not only did they maybe get some confidence booster in that fourth quarter but they had their second unit including a rookie running you know to me like running their uh, defensive scheme very well and to me that's just what the starters didn't do tonight they just didn't run what they do well yeah I also think they just man, they need Clay Thompson. <laughs> they need Clay Thompson uh, before Game Six. By the way, they need Clay Thompson before the second so, half yeah. in this series too. He's been bad in like every first half. Yeah, they they need him. I do feel like, especially in a game like this, when when they start those shots early, the kind of determine what kind of night they're gonna have. And and Clay missed them. And even Steph wasn't taking threes. He he took one three. He made it, but he was trying to drive. You could see it's like all right, let's. Let's get off to a good start. You know, they just – they weren't making shots. A big part of it – they got to make shots. I do think that's one of the ways you counter Dallas. 
is you make shots. We seen, we've seen Reggie Bullock and Maxi Kleber when they have to hit the shot. Now it's going up like you up 15, the Warriors not making anything. Those are... And also, like, down 3-0, they felt, yeah. I felt like... You oh, know, yeah, that, I mean, it, that was definitely part of it, right? They got nothing to lose. I was surprised, though. I, I'm not going for it. I thought they, were, I thought they would not want to fly back to, to, to San Francisco. Uh, they started making threes, you know, they started, you know what, let's just keep, you know, we feel free, we're loose. It's a win if they push the, the Warriors to game five. So you're going to be a little freer. And they could be freer in game five, too, because, what, they're coming home anyway. They can try to get it to game six. And that's up to the Warriors to say, nope, that's it, no more. Um... But I thought Finney Smith, I mean, he obviously shot terrific, but he's been, he's been really good this series, and tonight he made shots, and he was driving. Like, he was doing all kinds of things. I'm sure he was the highest plus minus on the team. Yeah, this was his yeah. best game. He was plus 18, which was highest, like you said. 9 of 13, 4 of 7 from 3. Uh, and obviously he's a good defender as yeah, well. Warriors let him get comfortable. Let him hit that first one. It's like they say with Clay. You let, you know, he sees one go in, and then he's, he thinks they're all going to go in. And he's the one Maverick, I think, who's just like he gives them stuff on both sides. So they need to play him a ton. And if, and if he's making shots, he's just so valuable to them. And he's not a, you know, he's not a playmaker, but he, he can help them in so many different ways. He's kind of like a warrior guy, like one of those warrior wings who helps you in a lot of different ways. Uh, and they let him get loose and let him get confident. What do you have for for something? Reggie Bullock hit six threes. Did he? Uh, yeah. Didn't, and then he tweeted like out cricket emojis post game. Oh, did he? Yeah, like <laughs> nobody talking anymore about me. <laughs> That's what did you? When you don't go over ten. Not to <laughs> not to bring it back to the zone, but now we're, we're talking post game comments. Did you see kid post game? Well, kid is saying they can't guard me one on one. Kid was say they can't guard us essentially. I mean, they probably couldn't guard Prime Jason Kid one on one either. But um, basically, I, he kept. And if you read the transcript, like the questions were not like, hey, you know, how did the zone be handled tonight? It was like, hey, what do you think of Dwight Powell's? And he's like, well, Dwight struggles against the zone. Let's talk about the zone. And then it was uh, something, some other question, and he was like, or I mean, it was kind of like, you know, is this. This is good to get a win in this series type thing. He's like, well, one thing we got today is compliments uh, from the Warriors because they, they they keep playing zone, which means they can't guard us one on one. This is like when you're playing somebody who you can't guard off the dribble, and you'd be like, man, I bet you can't shoot that. I bet you can't make that. <laughs> like he's trying to get the Warriors out of the zone. I, I, can, I, was I can guard of, you one on one. Let's go, right? I was kind of thinking, like, is he trying to like get them Second out of the zone? The, the, the larger point is, you know, we, we've known this from the middle of the season. With Steph and Poole on the court, they have a hard time matching man-to-man, and it's especially Poole, who was really bad on defense tonight, and fouling like crazy, reaching, not moving his feet. So they go to the zone because they have to protect these guys, and at some point that's going to hurt them. I mean, it hasn't hurt them so far, but we kept saying, like, this is not a great defensive fivesome, yet they've been managing to play some really good defense. Tonight it was it suffered and and you know they're going to you know, that's not their number. they don't love playing zone all the time they're doing it because they have to because you know they have some guys who aren't staying in front of them. and Clay doesn't exactly stay in front of people uh, very much now in man to man either so it's it's they've gotten through this right they're still a win away from the from the finals and probably will be favored in the finals but there are issues with that personnel group like you know when they're going all offense. There's a reason why they're going all offense because it isn't great on defense, and they better make buckets because on defense they can be exposed a little bit. Again, haven't been very much this postseason. I've been kind of surprised, but they can be. And I think tonight we saw a really, really big, you know, on the road, this is where they're going to get hit. 
Uh, and you, know, you can imagine Boston on the road uh, throwing some kind of defense like this. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough. It's very very tough. It's an odd comment, by the way, because really what he's saying is he can't guard Luca. Yeah. Right. But Luca's running from Wiggins and 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 Looney. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I mean. No, Jordan Poole can't guard anybody, <laughs> right? So, and they're certainly not guarding Steph one on one. Oh no, they're they're not doing that. But, but you know, it's 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 a tactic by kid, right? He, I, I imagine he's hoping the Warriors say we can guard you one on one, but but that's lock where, up JP. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go get Luca. Yeah, you go take get Luca. Yeah, but prove to Jason Kidd who you really are. <laughs> I don't know why he if he actually thinks that'll work, but you know the war the Warriors are gonna. Uh, they're gonna play what they need to play. They're gonna—that's what they're about. They're gonna win. But to me, I think they got to figure out a way to get Clay going. And Jordan Poole too—he was bad on offense too. It was, he was not good on offense. He—he was—he was pretty good in the fourth, the fourth but, quarter. But he was good more as like a point guard leading the team. When he's out there, any other time, he's trying to drive and falling down. And it's like herky jerky, slipping, falling, not re- not really attacking. Looking the at the ref, he was having long conversations with the ref tonight. I mean, he got a he. It's two games where he's got a couple tough fouls, and for a guy like that who already you give him three when he walks on the court, he's gonna he's gonna get three fouls trying to guard somebody he can't guard. So then you get the little ones here, but he's not going to the basket. He's dribbling around and trying to cross the turn where he's just they going were, to the they basket. Were, they were like – Kleber was a, like a defensive force tonight, which is like we've been kind of making fun of him. But like he blocked a couple shots and they were not – then they were turning down shots going up against him. I like give him credit. Something happened there where they just, they weren't successful going up against Kleber when they've been successful going up against him. Without even like anything happening in the previous three games and tonight, stuff happened and he's not – to Kimbe, but like they were kind of wary of him in the second half. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This was like the game for the Dallas others. You've already mentioned Finney Smith, his best game, Kleba's best game. You know, Bullock, six threes. I mean, he had a really good first half in game two, but you could say his best game. I mean, this Brunson only had 15. Frank Nalekina hit a three. Nalekina hit, and then another jumper. They're like, you said, they're like, beg you to please you, please you, please you. 
boop, right in the bucket. So there you go. It was like a big one, wasn't that a fourth yeah. order one? Yeah. When they like yeah. really, <laughs> they were like, hey, you might need to hit this, Frank. Um, well, okay, so Otto Porter is misses the game with left foot issue. I actually saw him walking around, you know, during the game a little bit post game. Um, fine, it wasn't walking with a limp anymore. It sound, I mean, the fact that they listed him, they said doubtful, listed him as questionable, then ruled him out, but. The, I mean, Steve said maybe this gives him two days to get back for five. So I think they think he might be back in five. I sure think they wish they could end this just for that. Like, give him a week. Uh, and I think they'll think about sitting him for five. But, you know, they, they win it, then they definitely have the break. Uh, but, I th- yeah, he lo- I saw him walking around before the game. He seemed fine. Uh, you know, but the problem is he could always aggravate it and then maybe lose him for the finals. Like, you just don't want to test that. I think they would love to win this without him. They would have loved, loved, loved to do it tonight. Uh, didn't happen. They played Kaminga. Uh, you know, so, wasn't terrible. So wasn't, that's that's know. kind of what I wanted to get into. Like the uh, if they if Porter is back to me, the rotation makes sense. They'll probably stay with Moody. He's kind of fit in that little mini second unit role. What if there is no Porter? Would you stay with Kaminga? Because then it got a little weird tonight when it was like, okay, now you have two teenagers <laughs> on the floor <laughs> in a big with game. Pool. Like, you know, this is a young unit that they're throwing out And there. to me, that's when they lost the game, right? That yes. started the second quarter. They went two teenagers. And it, for, like, three possessions, it was like, wow, this is Joe Lake. It was like pristine moment. He might sweep the West Finals. 7-1. Yeah, Kaminga went, like, Kaminga had an assist to Moody, then hit a floater, and then it just – train wreck defensive breakdowns everywhere they lost the game then i thought so i'm not sure you can go back to that if there's no port you can't i don't think you can i don't think you can i'm curious how many of those minutes goes to bielisa because he was pretty good in the fourth he was pretty good you know who oddly enough he just he say he can get by him every i mean everybody's getting by luca but you get to the paint on Luca, he, and then he's big. He's got some size. He's got pretty good hands. But it feels like Bielitsa just just dupes him every time. It's like, <laughs> like every time. He's like, he doesn't know what he's going to do. Bielitsa has played two people pretty well in the playoffs. Jokic and Sanchez. I feel like they look at him and they're like, the EuroLeague MVP is coming at me. Eurostopper, Eurostopper. He's like, son, I was a EuroLeague MVP years before you. <laughs> Look at Marcus calling for Bielitsa, of all people. I I thought you were going to say JTA. That's what I thought you were going to say. I I, I think JTA should – I don't know if he should be second unit minutes. I think he should get – I think you got to play JTA with Steph or with, you know, some guys who can can score. But I don't like Moody and Kaminga together. I just – that's – you're asking for – But I I would say this about Moody and Kaminga together. Summer League's only like a month away, yeah. month and a half away. They, they can dominate those uh, big games. But now. Moses is actually doing pretty well in the schemes, right? He, he, he got a bunch of deflections. He's reading it. He's the first guy, I think. I might be missing one or two. But he's the first guy who read the baseline drive, baseline drift. Like, there's no other outlet for the guy. The he, one he tipped out about. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he read it and jumped to the corner. I don't know why they don't, they don't know where that pass is going. But he was on it, and we haven't seen Clay on it. We haven't seen Steph on that. We haven't seen anybody on that. Moses were, was on it. He seems to be reading the pass as well. He knows what he's doing. He's so long too. Yeah. He's so long. That's a. I mean, the, the turnovers I mentioned when that unit in the fourth actually played the three-two zone 
switch adjustment well was Moody. Moody is the one where he jumped in the air and like intercepted that pass after they made him kind of swing it, and then he caused another turnover. So, I, to me, I think he's like has those Damian Lee minutes. Damian Lee resurfaced tonight and was decent. Do you think he is seen in Game Five? I mean, if you want to avoid Moody and Kaminga together and you need forward minutes or you're playing Kaminga, maybe he gets some of those Moody minutes and Moody moves up. You know, maybe Moody moves more in minutes with staff. I could see it. Uh, Steve clearly likes him, is going to play him if he can. Uh, but I, don't, I would not say, okay, Moody, no more minutes. I would hope, you know, we'd say Moody gets minutes and then we find some other minutes for Lee because Porter's out and we have to find other minutes. But. Uh, you know me. I kind of want to see. Gonna... I still want to see Kaminga out there. I know the mistakes he makes, but man, the guy does stuff. He does. He did stuff tonight. He's like hits a three, runs a floor, attacks the rim. He didn't attack the rim he successfully. Seventeen points. Yeah, didn't attack the rim so successfully. Again, somebody who seen was like turning down shots against Kleber. It was interesting, but um, he tried to dunk yeah. on that one time because he did, yeah. it didn't work, but. You could tell he was like frustrated yeah, with Kleber. Like, yeah, wait a minute. I was like, is that Bertans? No, it's not. A, it's Kleber. Like, yeah. who knows? It's it's. It was a weird game, uh, but yes, I think Kerr might go a little deeper. You know, just kind of mix and match by playing the young guys, but don't play them in full roles. Play them like with half roles, with like you know a couple of veterans maybe getting some of those minutes. Go five minutes a piece, and then see who's hot in the second half, and then go with that guy. The biggest answer to me is Porter plays, and then they go like 40 to 42 minutes with the main guy, especially like Wiggins. Wiggins, like a 43-minute night. Go, well, you know, because like when you, is, you close out five, you get like a week before game one of the finals. Yeah. You don't danger time. Yeah. And, you know, I think Kerr kind of hinted it when say he said that he was really going for game three. That was the one they wanted. And when you say that, that means you kind of aren't as focused on game four. You want one of these two. You got one of them. You know you're in control. Uh, and then game four isn't going to be, you know, you still want to win it. You still absolutely want to clinch as fast as possible, but you're not going to push all your chips in the middle. And, um, you know, in some ways there's a mental back off. That was, that, you know, the mentality of, of the day also. Yeah, I thought they was losing so they can get the extra playoff game for the money. Joe Lacob ordered, he ordered a hit. hit. uh, Let me tell you something about Joe Lacob's uh, all game. He's sitting right across from me. He was not sitting there cheering Mavericks makes. He was sitting there stomping his feet. Every, you know, pool turnover or foul, like, off, off, (laughs) oof. You know, he was in full Joe Lacob. He was sitting next to Myers, too, so Myers had to sit there through all that. They want to win these games. People get so mad when I tweet that out. It's like... It's just a reality. Like, they want to win every game, but when they don't and they get another home game, it's $10 million. Like, that's just the reality of it. It's nobody's trying to lose games, uh, but it also gets them $10 million gross and probably $3 million profit and, you know, and then ads and ads and ads and ads. And they're looking at $100 million postseason. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, what, what was up with Wiggins tonight, you think? I thought he was okay. I thought it was okay. Defensively or offensively? Offensively, really. I mean, 5 of 11, 13 points. I'm with you. I'd worry more about Clay Thompson's series than Wiggins. Wiggins, you know, 13 for Wiggins is kind of what he's been sitting at for, like, the last few months. Like, he's supposed to be the fourth best offensive player on this team. It's supposed to be Steph, number one, Poole and Clay kind of sharing two, three. But he's got the matchup, I think. I don't know if he's supposed to have the matchup out of it, so. Uh, Clay, yeah, Clay. To me, they they just need Clay. They 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 gotta he, have Clay. He, he takes the first shot almost every game, and he misses the first shot almost every game. It is it is weird how that works. But um, 
and he was was he one for four in the first half tonight? Somebody like one for five. I mean, it was it's reminded me of the zero point game, he, the zero point half he had. Uh, it just is an interesting. We're seeing Clay kind of get roll slowly, and he hit a couple shots again in the second half like he always does. But yeah, they need him to start fast, and then I don't think they lose if he starts fast. I just don't think they lose in, in, in games when he starts flat fast. It just has, hasn't happened it's, in a while. It's such a weird balance, though, with Clay because, you know, in his mind he's probably sitting there thinking, like, you know, summon game six Clay and, like, just put Dallas out early because I come out and I hit four threes in the first quarter, and boom, that's the kill shot. But in some ways, like, really aggressive Clay we've seen this year at times is not good for the worst. What if he comes out thinking he's game six Clay and he <laughs> – goes one for eight in the first quarter like it's a balance where like how aggressive do you really want him to be yeah i I do think that's where they gotta get him going instead of all right we're gonna run a set and we're not gonna get clay three i mean they put him on the post against brunson he can shoot over that guy like get him and get him to a mid-range get him some action where he can get a develop a rhythm i mean we seen steph going to the hole right like you got to do more of that with him and like there was a stretch where where they lost the game basically, <laughs> that stretch with the the two rookies and yeah. you know like Clay didn't get a shot, he didn't he didn't get a shot. They were driving and kind of messing up. Like in that situation, it's like run some stuff to get Clay to some spots. Uh, I do think they just have to have a little bit more control over the shots Clay take because he gets frustrated and it's not going in, and then it's kind of a spiral at that point. So. If they can manufacture some good looks for him with some shots, I do think that'll make a difference. Is there anything else from this game? Man, I'm going home, man. I'm tired. I wrote about Steve Kerr, by the way, but I got to Tim, Tim Kawakami wrote about Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr's pregame press conference, I believe. So uh, you have probably seen that online. So go check that out if you would like, or you know, and and or read Tim's uh, column on it. And we will talk to you from. Game five Thursday night in San Francisco.